the word is often used to describe a collection of earthly and spiritual powers hostile to Jesus. It means the domain of rebellious people, um, demons, and Satan himself. Um, he was referred to as the evil one in verse 16. The world is the enemy. And so this passage says that if we live by Jesus' words, we'll be hated by the world. Jesus' uh, words stand in opposition to the world and rejected them. The world has rejected the Creator and His Son, Jesus, and His words. And so a big question is, how can we survive being hated by the world without any joy in God? Because we need joy to stand firm in the face of opposition to God's truth. Um, and so I want to show us three reasons how we can persevere in holiness with joy to stand firm in this passage. Um, but before I, I do this, and I know I'm kind of like leading you guys on a little bit, I just want to define sanctification, and I want to give you some helpful verses um, that show us we need to retain our joy. Um, so sanctification means to make holy. And I'm saying this because sanctification is a big theme in these verses. It runs through this whole section. Um, so sanctification is the work of the Holy Spirit. Um, it's the ongoing process of um, God making these people holy and devoted to Him. So it's in verse 14 where Jesus says, They are not of the world any more than I am. Um, that is, believers are different from the world in their ongoing holiness and sanctification. Jesus is the definition of holiness and sanctification. And our sanctification is the process of becoming like Jesus. And so he repeats this idea in 16 as well, that believers are aliens to the world, like him. And then in 17, Jesus uses the word sanctification. He says the word, the word of God, the Bible sanctifies believers, makes us more like Jesus. But then in verse 19, that Jesus is the sanctifier. He sanctifies himself perfectly so that believers might be perfect in sanctification or holiness. Um, and if you're a Christian, you know this is achieved by Jesus' death on the cross. He lived perfectly before God and died for the sins of his people to perfect them in God's To wash away their sins and give them a new relationship with God. Jesus sanctifies us. He makes us holy and acceptable to God on his own work. Um, so yeah, before I move on with the main part of the sermon, there's some important verses that really warn about not waiting well. Um, one of them is this. Um, oh, two servants. So the faithful, sorry, this is from Luke chapter 4, verses 42 to 46. So the faithful, sensible servant is one who must and give the responsibility of managing his other household servants and feeding them. If the master returns and finds that the servant has done a good job, there will be a reward. I tell you the truth, the master will put that servant in charge of all his enemies. But if the servant thinks my master won't be back for a while, and he begins beating the other servants, hiding and being drunk, the master will return unannounced and unexpected, and he will cut the servant in pieces and banish him with unfaithful. So there's two servants, there's one that didn't wait well, wait well, and there's one who did um, and the one who doesn't wait, who loses his joy, and gives up his open door, uh, who despairs that God is taking too long. He um, turns away from God. Um, he gives him to despair. Um, and this idea is particularly relevant to the age we're in. Scripture says people will begin to doubt that Jesus is coming back. 2 Peter 3 4 says, They will say, Where is this coming he promised? Ever since our ancestors died, everything goes on as passed since the beginning of creation. It says that people will grow impatient waiting for Jesus to return. Um, this is also in Matthew 24 10 to 13. He says, Many will turn away from me and betray and hate each other, and many false prophets will be and see many people. Sin will be ran everywhere, and the love of many will grow old. So the one who endures to the end will be saved. 
and the good news about the community will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations can hear it and then they promise. So in the end times, it will be harder to wait um, for Jesus to return because it will become harder to follow Jesus and people will become impatient. And so this is why we need the joy in John 17, 13-19, the joy that Jesus speaks of, so, will not, so that we will not become discouraged but endure to the end, so that we might hold on to our salvation when persecution comes. Just to recap my introduction, I said, how do we persevere until Jesus returns? I said, joy is a key ingredient. Without joy, we can't persevere in our sanctification in a hostile world. And I said, um, that sanctification is God's work of us holding on to his salvation and growing in it. Sanctification gives us confidence in relationship with God both now and ever. It's the ongoing work of our salvation which is displayed. So I think sanctification leads to more joy. And sanctification is the means of our relationship with God before we move on. Jesus perfects our relationship with God and fully sanctifies us, but our ongoing sanctification is our growing in relationship. So because of these truths, let's now look at three ways we can persevere in holiness with joy to stand firm to the end. So firstly, how do we have joy to stand firm while we wait for Christ? The first way is by trusting in God's sovereign protection. God is sovereign over all. He won't let us fall. We see this in verse 15. Jesus says, My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. So it's not God's will to remove us from the world, but to protect us here and now from the enemies. I want to say there's joy here. God is protecting us. We can trust Him and His power and protecting us now. And so we don't know exactly how far, uh, sorry, how wide or far this protection goes. Um, but we can see that from the context, this protection is primarily spiritual. Although it could also, it can also include our physical. Um, but primarily, God wants to protect our sanctification and salvation. He doesn't want us to lose hope and despair. We will be protected to remain in Christ as we strive to be like Christ. And so at this point, a big question I have is, um, what happens when we stop being like Christ? Do we lose some of God's protection? I want to say there's wisdom in this observation. Um, that if we... Um, yeah, if we live like Christ, that's the safest place for us to be. Even though Satan wants to deceive us. And so there's always a, there's also a place for remembering that Satan is like a, um, a yappy little chihuahua. He's just trying to scare us. It's all smoke and mirrors. Um, he only wants to discourage us. He's just trying to trick us into letting go of our faith. He likes to bark and threaten, but he's just hot air. So don't be afraid of the enemy. God is protecting us. And there's other parts of the scripture that will affirm that. Um, and I have a nervous personality, so um, I find this challenging myself. Uh, but I want to say from this time verse, it seems that the like Christ and in Christ will protect us. Um, but when we fail to live like him, like the um, foolish servant, when we begin to doubt and disobey, um, the result, I think, is losing God's protection. So we're going to have joy that God is protecting us. Um, my plan, fiancé, 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 I'm having trouble with this, Jessica right here. Um, she's scared of planes, and 
Whenever we fly, she's terrified. Um, and it doesn't work even to tell her that driving is safer, sorry, that flying is safer than driving. It has no effect. Um, this is because flying looks scary. It's a big hunk of metal somehow floating in the sky. Um, somehow it will get us to our destination, even though it looks uh, counterintuitive. So even when I say that um, the likelihood of dying in a plane accident is 1 in 205,552, <laughs> the likelihood of a car accident is 1 in 102. Uh, it doesn't work. Even though, uh, even though I'm not good at maths, even though we're, I think, 200% more likely to die in a car accident than a plane crash, it really makes no difference to her. Uh, so I want to say that's kind of like Christian living someone. If you feel and look scary, you'll as a Christian, because we're different. Um, but living for God is the safest place we can be. Because God is all powerful and He's Friends, take joy while you wait for Christ, because God is protecting you. Don't be afraid. Be joyful in holiness by trusting in God's presence. That's how we do that today. So secondly, how do we have joy to stand firm while we wait for Christ? The second way is by living by the sanctifying word of God. In verse 17, Jesus asked the Father for the disciples to be sanctified by his words of truth. And so, the word sanctifies us. Uh, it gives us everything we need for salvation, uh, and that includes our nearness to God Himself. And so it's not a stretch to say that the Word gives us joy to persevere in holiness. It reminds us, reminds us of the reasons to be confident, the very promises that cause our ultimate joy in the first place. And so, how do you be sanctified by the Word of Truth? You guys probably know as Christians. Um, this is a short point. Um, you need to read, read the Bible regularly, you need to study it. Um, do you study the scriptures, or do you just read a psalm every day? Do you discuss the Bible with other Christians? Are you part of a small group? This is joy. I want to say that the Bible isn't just a text. It's something that God uses to change our hearts. It's dynamically active in us. Um, Hebrews says that the word of God is living and active, sharper than a double-edged sword. It convicts and changes us. And so if we have the word of God, um, they can bring us joy. They do bring us joy. They work in our hearts and make us confident on these promises. Um, so be joyful in holiness by trusting in God's presence through His Word. Uh, I don't know if you guys use Google Maps. Sometimes, like, I kind of go off course. And then you get that annoying thing where it has to regroup. Um, it's kind of like not reading the Bible. Um, we get frustrated when we don't feel near God and He's at a distance. Uh, maybe that's because you're not reading the Bible enough. Um, and then you have to do that frustrating rerouting process where you, you go the wrong way for ages and somehow go pulls you back to the word. So I encourage you for the sake of joy to read the Bible reading and be sanctified by this word of truth. Um, how do we stand firm with joy as we wait for Christ? The third way is by the indwelling Holy Spirit. As believers, the Holy Spirit dwells in us the sake of persevering sanctification. In verse 18, Jesus says, As you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. And so this causes us to question how is Jesus sent? Jesus was sent with direct relationship to the Father. As Jesus walked the earth, the Father was with him, and he gave all credit to the Father for his works. So Jesus wasn't alone on earth. Um, he had the Father with him at all times. And so, because of Jesus' work on the cross for us, 
we need to have a direct relationship to the Father. With the Holy Spirit inside of us, we have God helping us from within to move and act according to His will. <coughs> it's kind of like learning electric piano. I would like to learn piano, I'm very bad at piano. Um, but I found this happen on my computer that if I plug this mini piano in, it shows me which key to play. And all I have to do is follow the program and I can sort of play piano. I know I'm cheating, but it helps a lot to learn. Um, so the piano program is working through the piano to help me play a perfect piano. Um, so just like learning piano with a, a cheating sort of software system, um, God's power helps us to grow near to Him and helps us to live with Him. God hasn't left us alone. Um, he's left us with the Holy Spirit. We don't need to trust in our own strength um, because God is working in us through the Spirit. Um, and so we can be joyful in holiness by trusting in God's presence. Uh, I'm sorry I've gone back quickly. I was scared of the girl at the time because I wrote a lot of stuff and some of it I didn't do. Um, but we've come to that conclusion. We've come to the end. So let's look at where we've been and I'll finish with some application. So far we've asked the question, how can we persevere in holiness with joy to stand firm? We need joy to persevere. How do we find that in a hostile world? We looked at three things that Jesus prays for his people to have joy. The first one was God's sovereign protection. The second one was his sanctifying word. And the third one was the indwelling Holy Spirit. And so in these things, we can see that Jesus hasn't left us alone. He hasn't left the disciples alone. And that includes us too. Even though Jesus is speaking to the disciples, I think we can add these applications as well and be encouraged by these and so I think the conclusion is that we can be joyful in holiness by trusting in God's presence. God is with us as Christians. He hasn't left us alone. And so we can be joyful even when holiness is difficult in a hostile world because God is present. For the sake of joyful perseverance, we need to hold on to that realization that God is with us, near us, and working through us. Because we lose our joy, this threatens our faithful perseverance. Don't forget, as a Christian, that God is with you, He's protecting you, He's sanctifying you by the Word, and He's living in you by the Holy Spirit. God wants us to remember these things for a full measure of joy, and they do bring joy. I wonder how we can have more security or more confidence in God if He's protecting us on the outside ministering to us by the word and living in us, sanctifying us on the inside, compelling us to enjoy worship and Him. God is working through all things in our life as Christians. And we need to remember that it's fully present. Um, sometimes it feels like He's invisible. Um, the Holy Spirit is invisible to our visible um, desires to see God working. Um, his protection is too. Um, even though um, we walk by faith, faith and not sight, we can have confidence that He is present. And so the application that I want us to consider because of these things is one of mission and radical living in Christ. If we have this safety net of God's protection and His Spirit in us and His Word to guide us, um, what are we afraid of? And when I say mission, I don't just mean living overseas, uh, like Ben is standing, which is an awesome encouragement, but also in our own lives. Because when we're afraid of being radical followers of Jesus, I think these truths combat our fears. 
um, this passage says that God is present with us in a dangerous world as He sends us the witness to and recreate the world before He returns. And, uh, and these truths are greatly complicated the mission and valuable Christian living. As I've said, this passage says that God is protecting you on the outside, dwelling with you on the inside, and leading you by the world. We truly understand the power of these truths. Our spiritual, your spiritual enemies and infidels wouldn't stand a chance. And so this passage, is, uh, this passage urges us to trust in God's protection and presence in order that we might draw nearer to God through mission, without a good God is the true king. Our fearlessness should express that. And friends, don't people all around us face judgment. Mission is hard, but um, it's one of the best things that our friends and family can do in Jesus, even if our relationship with them is a little bit awkward. And so as we enter into a time of Christmas, celebrations and launches and things, please have those awkward conversations if you can. God is with you, people who you. Trust in Him. Minister to your family and friends without fear. Invite them to your Christmas services. Seek to minister to them in their brokenness, but joy in the to them. And so I encourage you, as I try to encourage myself, make Christmas more than the vanity of festive appearances. Pray for your families and friends, and trust God's help to minister to them, so that they might gain the incredible direct relationship with the Creator that you have. And if you do minister to them, what will you share with them? Um, I encourage you to share something like verse 9, 19 with them. Jesus says, Then I sanctify myself, they uh, too may be truly sanctified. Share the gospel with them. Jesus didn't just come to earth to be celebrated as an baby in an activity scene. He came to give us a perfect relationship with the Father by dying for our sin. It's a great problem that we share the gospel with not just in my mission. The gospel is powerful. It's showing the powerful love of God for us. And we didn't deserve it, Jesus died for his enemies. Jesus perfectly obeyed the Father unto death on the cross so that we would enjoy the benefits of his suffering. We can have a relationship with God because of what Jesus has done, not because we're good enough. If your friends and family think you're a Christian, take pride in your own goodness, surprise them with the gospel of grace. Jesus is the greatest gift, not just because he came as a baby, but because he made us babes of heaven, children of God. And he has the power to give those around us who don't know Jesus a new birth out of sin into life forever. So I encourage you, be joyful in holiness by trusting in God's presence. God's presence is with us and he sends Jesus to be like him and spread this message of hope this holiday. Let me pray for us. Pray Lord Jesus. We might have a relationship with you forever, that our sins would be atoned for. The prayer of the Father, um, the prayer of the Son, um, that you help us to be your witness these holidays to our family and friends. Um, we can be joyful in you because we know that you're with us. We can trust in your protection, help us um, live near your word, um, and help us um, yeah, have joy to see the work of the Holy Spirit in us. There's opportunities to minister to our families and friends uh, this Christmas. We pray that we see your work in our lives.
Amen. 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 Amen.